Welcome everyone to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk as we approach the final countdown of shows as Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk prepares to come to an end. Or rather, this version of the show that's completely free is coming to an end and the patron show will continue on. But we already told you that. I am Chris and that is Dan. When the rain washes you clean, you'll know. You will know. So what do you want to do for these last couple shows, Dan? Should we just... Uh, we just fuck around. <laughs> should we just bullshit a little bit? Fuck around. I got some good news. What's that? Because uh, you may know that uh, on the 7th of November... Remember, remember, 7th of November is Extra Life Day, where people will be raising money for their local children's hospitals by playing games. Yes. And you, both you of and, us have streams ready to go. We're both signed up, but there's a big difference. You actually announced yours, and what happened after you did? Uh, well, I announced mine, like, on Tuesday, um, or, or Wednesday, I think. I already have $240. That's awesome. <laughs> Last year, I made $40. The year before, I made $0. That's awesome. Good for you. So, so it's going great. Uh, again, you can check out my stuff at our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash CKCC online. Chris will be doing his on his Facebooks. Yes, but I'm going to make sure it's public so anybody can actually watch it. Um, my plan is on Saturday, November 7th, around 1.30, I'm going to actually start the stream. We're going to do a pre-show. I'm going to be hanging out on my Animal Crossing island, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll hang out together on the island. And then from 2 to 7 is going to be the actual stream with four hours of actual game time. That gives me a couple of times in between for breaks and to switch stuff. My schedule is going to be we're going to do Scribble Knots Unlimited. And that's going to be the interactive game where everybody can help me choose how to solve the puzzles. And we're going to play some Mario as well. Uh, Super Mario. I think I might do Galaxy. Because I'm not really having fun with Sunshine. So I Sunshine think that, uh, is awful because of the joy, how Joy-Cons work. Yes, I know. They're, apparently, they're, they might be working to fix it, though. But I'm going to see how Galaxy plays out. I'm going to play a little bit this week, uh, test it out, see how it runs, and uh, kind of just get used to playing it without the, the Wiimote and everything. Make sure I'm, I'm good to go, and then I'll, I'm going to start... But you got to go swirl it around in a circle so you can go zooming around. Well, I think you can still use the, the, uh, the Joy-Cons for that. I think you can. That's why I got I got to figure all that stuff out, and then, uh, but it'll definitely be Mario something. If it's not that, then I'll just do Mario sixty four, and we'll just see how many stars I can get in an hour. I think and we'll make that the goal. Mario Mario thirty five, and see how far you can get. We'll, we'll play a little Mario thirty five too, and then what I want to do is I want to collect donations during that time, and then everybody, or you know, early like you did, and everybody who donates, then I'm gonna have them pick a game from my. Raspberry Pi library of Super Nintendo. I'm going to do Super Nintendo for the last two hours. All Super Nintendo request. So however much they donate, I'll translate that into a time frame to definitely play that game. And I'll make sure like the top donators get their games prioritized so we play them first. And uh, I'll, I'll try to just play as much Super Nintendo as possible. I mean, if I go over time, hey, I go over time. But maybe, also, we'll, maybe we'll rock a Discord chat and 
Oh, hell yeah. On each other's streams. I mean, that would be fun. Yeah, we could do a chat. And I want to, I'm going to record everything too separately because what I want to do is upload the individual streams on my YouTube channel. Or on this, or maybe the CKCC uh, YouTube the channel. The CKCC channel, yeah. Yeah. So that's the plan right now. So there's a, that's a cool little announcement for everybody is Extra Life on 11-7, which I believe is Veterans Day, right? Yeah, I believe Veterans Day is November the 7th. If I'm not mistaken. Nope, it's the 11th. My bad. I was close. I was close. On 11-11 this year. Yes. It's 7-11. 7-11. It's a Wednesday this year. Is it always the 11th? I always thought it was a Saturday for some reason. I don't. I mean, if it's Wednesday, then it must be on the day because nothing's on a Wednesday. Yeah, Nothing really. is chosen to be on a Wednesday. <laughs> you are correct about okay. that. You are correct about that. That's what sucked about 4th of July being on a Saturday this year is we didn't get off for it. Yeah. So we worked the whole summer. And then there's like, I know growing up, because when I was in high school, we didn't have a single, we had one snow day. I've told that story before, and I was already almost at the school um, <laughs> when that snow day happened. Uh, but uh, we would have school on the 23rd of December, and we would be back on the 2nd of, of, of January. Yes. And there's been times where, because of where things were, you got screwed yep. <laughs> on days. <laughs> so uh since we're on the last deal of shows here basically what we are going for is this is your last chance to guest after this your only option is to guest on the patron show uh you do not have to be a patron to guest on the patron show that that's fine we're okay with that but you gotta have something special you're bringing but you yeah you gotta you gotta bring something special to the table a good request and you have to actually contribute when you when you do the review. Um, but if you want to continue to play Points or Consequences once this show ends, since we're going to be moving into the Nerd Table, I did go ahead and create a Nerd Table fan community group on Facebook. You can access that at facebook.com slash groups slash the Nerd Table pod. It's called the Nerd Table fan community. It's set up so I do have to approve all of the the things but there's no actual rules in the group the only real rule is just to be respectful and you know it's just, it's kind of like being in the wrestling group as long as you're respectful and you know you guys can argue about stuff like if you want to do a batman versus superman argument and you can you can make it a heated argument you know as long as you're not taking personal pot shots so you know don't be an antonio it's not that difficult just don't be an antonio if you are an Antonio, uh, well, then you probably won't last very long, so. But, uh, I mean, the group is in its infancy right now. We've only had a couple people jump ship so far. We, we currently only have the 11 members. So. Well, you know, if people want to be playing the new and improved points or consequences in 2021, they better move on over. Yeah, really, because that's the thing, right? It's like, because even though our wrestling show is going to be a paid show now, the one thing I've always promised is I was never going to make the game be a paid thing. The game was always going to be accessible and available somehow. 
And we might even continue to play a couple of them uh, just on Facebook in the group itself, even after this show's ended, just so we can round out the calendar year and get all the wrestling-related games just out of the way and done. But... So yeah, we'll 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 try to make all these remaining games wrestling related and we'll save all the non-wrestling games as the uh the nerd table stuff. And by the way, when I told Eric about the game, uh he was all for it. He thinks it's right up his alley. And Eric has a very sick sense of humor, kind of like Dan and I do. So, you shouldn't have too much problem making him laugh, but just remember, you can't really use a Benoit joke on him cuz it ain't going to do anything. It's not going to do jack of all shit. So. It will do jack and shit. <laughs> I wouldn't even try. So, yes, uh, we are on the final stages of Wrestle Talk. That's the important stuff here. Um, so, we'll go ahead and we'll move on to some trivia. Yes. Last week's question was who is the first Gaijin to be. IWGP heavyweight champion. I know this one. He was only the third one, except for there were two or three vacancies in between <laughs> before that. It was time. It was time. It, it was, was Big Van Vader time. <laughs> Learned that from the Death of WCW book because they were promoting uh, Big Van Vader coming over. And how he was going to be this big impact because he connected with fans. Where, uh, And they basically, I mean, they booked him the right way in WCW. He came in, he destroyed everyone except for Sting. So that set up the big match between him and Sting, which was a huge draw. And when he booked him to lose the title to Ron Simmons, it wasn't... That was like the thing, right? Was Ron Simmons was a good worker, but he was never like a big charismatic guy and he wasn't a huge draw so yeah but it was just also the old man could be like i'm not racist basically yeah because bill watts uh well you know you know the story about bill watts right he, he infamously said uh that restaurants shouldn't have to serve blacks if they don't want to and because he was on the turner payroll he uh was confronted by someone else on the turner payroll who you might know his name his name is hank aaron and he was not happy about those comments. I mean, they I mean, they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to. And it's everyone else's freedom and ability to be like, well, that's fucked up. Don't go there. And then that business dies. Which is what it should do. Which is the way. Every business has, has the right to refuse service to anybody they choose. Whether it be for good reason or not. <laughs> And it's your choice to call them out on the bullshit ones. Bullshit indeed. What you got? Our next question is: Who is the second, the second different Gaijin to win the IWGP? Yeah, because second was Big Van Vader. Because Vader won the title like two more times. Yes, before this person did. So Uh, this is another one that's not that hard to guess, especially if you're watching early, I mean, mid to late 90s WCW. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, so. Uh, so let's talk about what we got going on in the world of pro wrestling. You want to know what's going on in the world of pro wrestling? Everybody has a pay-per-view in the next two weeks. Yes. 
So let's quickly talk about Hell in a Cell, NXT's Halloween Havoc, AEW's Full Gear, and Impact's Bound for Glory, and then we can talk about the G1. How's that sound? That sounds... And then we have a like... Q&A. Yeah. We've got some questions to answer this week. We might do a Q&A every week if we're, if we're getting a handful of questions every week. Well, yeah, because this is the thing, right? Is you can you can round round out your questions now, and then when we move on to the nerd table, you can ask us questions there. But you don't; they don't have to be wrestling related. Although you can still ask Dan and I wrestling related questions on the nerd table, and we will answer them because Eric is fascinated to learn a bit about it. I just don't want it to be a dominant part of the show because I don't want the show to become so full of wrestling content that we turn off the people who I know are listening who don't give two shits about wrestling and i know there's a and then we might as well have just kept doing this show yeah basically exactly exactly the point so uh Uh, which one we starting with (laughs) uh well hell in a cell we'll we'll okay only i mean in in order to uh, impact is happening first but yes but hell in a cell only has four matches so far (laughs) (laughs) they're doing a they're doing three hell in the cells and then jeff hardy versus elias oh eyeballs on my eyeballs but uh, we got Sasha and Bailey, which will probably be a very good match because they've always had quality matches together. We'll have Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, which will probably also be a very good match because they've had some really good matches together. And then we have Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso in a Hell in a Cell I Quit match, which will probably be a good match because the last Roman Jey Uso match was very good. But with the... Added I quit stipulation. There'll probably be some weird stuff going on. So So he's gonna be a murderly erdler. A murderly erdler. If that's not Flanders, he's done his homework. Oh, did you? I saw a a picture set of when Flanders like lost it that episode. Yes, and it was the it was the lyrics to break stuff. (laughs) Yes, from Hurricane Nettie. I, sh- <laughs> I, share- I shared that as soon as I saw it because I was literally, like, cackling, laughing. Give me something to break! And then he's like, it's- when he gets it, <laughs> Bart's face is like, how about your fucking face? So <laughs> come get it. It's fucking perfect. And they get thing. I know, dude, I was fucking dying laughing reading that. That was uh that is one of the pinnacles of Simpson shit posting that I've seen. I was I was very very happy with that one. And at first I was I was like what is he saying? And I then I got to like the third panel I'm like wait a minute. Is this what I think it is? And sure enough, my I, suggestion is to keep your distance. Cuz right now I'm dangerous. We've all felt like shit. I've been treated like shit. All you mother Fuckers! You want to step up? Oh my god, why are we doing this? Because the show's ending in three, four weeks. <laughs> Not that we wouldn't do it before. No. Yeah. Uh, I you so... know. I pack a chainsaw. Uh, there is uh, nothing really to say about the upcoming Halloween Havoc. It's just that they're going to be doing that as an NXT special. They're um, going to spin the wheel and make a deal. I know Johnny Gargano was doing that, and I was I was kind of giggling about that. I remember. Uh, so they they WWE posted a thing on the YouTube with like those YouTube post things or whatever, 
where it sends like a message to everybody and they like post a picture with a picture of Shotzi in front of the digital thing. So I commented coal miner glove match. <laughs> Cause that was the stupid fucking thing WCW did for that Jake's return thing. <laughs> where it's like Jake's gonna kill Sting in a coal miners glove match. Yep. That was ninety two. Look at these main events from Halloween Havocs. The very first one was Ric Flair and Sting versus Muda and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome. And the Bruno was the guest referee. Sting versus Sid Vicious for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in 1990. Then you had the uh, the Luger-Ron Simmons 2 out of 3 falls match that we watched for the patron show. Then the Coal Miners Glove match. Then a Texas Death match between Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack in New Orleans in 93. That then, probably that match probably fucked. <laughs> Hogan and Flair in a steel cage with Mr. T as the guest ref in '94. Hogan versus the Giant in '95. Hogan versus Savage in '96, and this is Hollywood Hogan now. Piper and Hogan in '97. Uh, the infamous Goldberg DDP from '98, which we'll be, was good, but you didn't get to see it. We'll be talking about that. <laughs> On next week's patron show, uh, Sting and Goldberg in 99. And the very last one was Goldberg versus Chronic in a handicap elimination match. So let's see what NXT delivers to go along with that. I know it's bullshit because they're spinning wheel and make the deal as digital. So instead of having to gimmick an actual wheel, they're just. They're just going to gimmick. They just made a video. <laughs> All right. Well, here's your card for Bound for Glory 2020. Let's see what you think about this one here. We have uh, the Rascals, which is Des and Wentz. They're taking on the Deaners, which is Corey Deaner and Cousin Jake. That's actually a dark tag team match or a pre-show tag team match, but... Uh, Eric Young versus Rich, Rich Swan will be for the world championship. Yep. Eric Young's the champ. Swan is the challenger. Uh, for the knockouts championship is Deanna Peruzzo versus Kylie Ray. And everyone was like, Deanna's losing because she doesn't have a contract. And then she just signed a contract. A yeah, she's got the title. So, <laughs> uh, A four-way tag match for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Look at this one. Motor City Machine Guns. The Good Brothers, yep. The North, which is a really good tag team. Now that I've actually there. seen them, and then the last one is Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, who I'm not that familiar with either of them. But Madman Fulton was Sawyer Fulton. Oh, okay, I remember him. Remember he was in Sanity, and then yes, I do. Hurt. I do. So remember. they kicked his ass and put. Her and in. I know Ace Austin is a CZW guy. That might be where you're going to be. He's real good. I, I imagine that'll be... It's a little one. speedy guy who's a douche. All right, this one should be interesting. It's a six-way intergender scramble match for the X Division Championship. Uh, Rohit Raju is the current champion. And the challengers are Chris Bay, who's going to be a huge star. That guy's really good. Like, have you seen him? Chris yeah, Bay? He, won the, he won the X title at the... Anniversary. Yeah, he's fucking great. Uh, Jordan Grace is in there. 
Yep. I adore her. She's fantastic. TJP is in there. We all know how good he is. Uh, Trey Miguel. That's the other rascal. Yep. (laughs) And then good old Willie Mack is in there. We know how good he is, so. The Mack. The Mack. You have a singles match between EC3 and Moose to look forward to. EC3 just made his debut in ROH. Yep. Actual debut. Eddie Edwards and Ken Shamrock. Sammy Callahan in Shamrock's corner. Sammy Callahan's one of those guys I'm kind of just like, fuck him. But I really like Eddie Edwards. And I I mean, Ken Shamrock can still go at his age. How old is he? Let me check his wiki thingy. Ken Shamrock is currently 56 years old. Yeah. And I, I, and I know he would eat me alive. <clears throat> and then... The Call Your Shot gauntlet match. Here's how this one works. The winner can choose any opponent or any championship match of their choice. Now, if Heath or Rhino win, then Heath also wins a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. If neither wins, Rhino is fired. Rhino has to enter first, and Hernandez has to enter last. So... I predict that they're going to let Heath Slater win that, or Heath Miller, or whatever he's going to go by. I think he's just Heath. Yeah, he's just Heath. Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to win that. But here's who's in this one. Ace Romero. Who we oh, know he's going to pound someone over top. Yep. Alicia Edwards is in it. Not really that familiar with her, but... Um, if she's an Impact, and Impact's always had some pretty good women talent. I trust them there. She's married to Eddie Edwards. She was Alexis Nevaeh on the Indian. Oh, is that who that is? Okay. I know that name. Uh, Brian Myers is in it. The former Kurt Hawkins. We all know how good he is. Uh, Jessica Havoc is in it. She's really good. I like her a lot. Uh, Larry D. Don't know anything about him. Taya Valkyrie's in it. Tennille Dashwood is in it, and Tommy Dreamer is in it, and the last spot has yet to be determined. Uh, I actually Matt read... Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona, probably, because he's not in AEW <clears throat> anymore. Uh, I actually would like to watch this show, and I think I will. I am going to watch it. I think on Sunday I'm actually going to make an effort to watch it after it airs. Yeah, I think I will, because this actually sounds like a pretty damn good show. I watched uh, Bonf- I watched uh, no, I watched uh, Slammiversary and it was a good time. You know, I've I've lost all interest in AEW and I've lost a lot of interest in WWE except for the people I still like. Can you imagine if I become an Impact guy? <laughs> in 2020, I become an Impact guy. I mean, stranger things have happened. All right, let's check out what we got going on for Full Gear 2020. Uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara are wrestling again. Hopefully nobody dies this time. In the Elite Deletion match, whatever that is. Uh, the World Championships on the line in I Quit match. Eddie Kingston taking on John Moxley. I have a feeling that's going to be some massive hardcore fuckery. <laughs> FTR defending against... Kingston. 
FTR defending against the Young Bucks. And I hope FTR stretched them because they have legit heat. That's that's one way to get a good match out of that. Uh, TNT Championship will either be Cody or Orange Cassidy, depending on the results of their match. We'll, and they're taking on Darby Allen. So I'm going to guess it'll be Cody. I don't think they're going to put a belt on Orange Cassidy just yet. And then the World Championship Eliminator Tournament final match. The winner will get a future world title match. And right now, the possibilities are either Penta L0M and Kenny Omega or Adam Page and Wardlow. I'm guessing it's going to be Omega and Page, and that's how they're going to officially culminate their feud. That would make the most sense to me. But, uh... Yeah, I imagine there'll be up to three to five more matches on there for that show. Probably. So of everything we talked about, I'd say Impact <laughs> is going to be the show to watch. I'd much rather watch that show than anything else that I've seen. So. Alrighty. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about New Japan. Well, G1 ended over the weekend last weekend. And your winner is Kota Ibushi defeating Sonata in the final. Ooh. So what happens now? Kota has to defend the case to the guys he lost against during the tournament, which starts with Jay White at Power Struggle coming up. Um, is it the same day as AEW? I think it's the 7th, except for, you know, Japan time. So, you know, like 4 in the morning. <laughs> whereas the AEW show will be like at 7 p.m. <laughs> so um also the never six man titles were successfully defended this morning as Doki and the Dangerous Techers try to take it from the team of Yoshihashi Ishii and Goto but they successfully defended them. Hmm. They're on a little tour now for a couple weeks and then there's uh Power Struggle, and then after Power Struggle is the combined World Tag League and Super Juniors, and maybe, just maybe, you'll see some of you guys. They work that out in the time in between. You might see Orange Cassidy and the Juniors. Maybe you see FTR in the tag. I think that would be awesome. I've... I've stopped caring about Orange Cassidy. I feel like they've done everything they can do with him. Like, I feel like that gimmick shelf life has been depleted. Like, what else can you possibly do with the guy? So, I don't know. Um, I would like to see Sammy Guevara mix it up with some of the juniors. Like, Sammy Guevara versus Will Ospreay. I think that would be phenomenal. How about some of them Lucha Bros? By the way, if Penta's doing single stuff, is Phoenix hurt? I have no idea. Maybe. And again, he's Penta LM0 because of fucking... L0, man. And now that keeps changing. Can he just, like, just be Pentagon? Like, just Pentagon? Does anybody want well, to then that would be that? disrespectful to like the five pentagons before him. Okay, so can he be like 
Pentagon something else instead of Junior? Junior Pentagon? Well, he can't be Pentagon Dark. But he could be like Pentagon, Pentagon Dork. <laughs> Pentagon Dark Order. Uh, I miss Lucha Underground. That was my favorite wrestling. That's that was so good. For a while, that was the only wrestling I was genuinely excited to watch. I feel like everything else became a chore. Because, like, WWE has become a chore to watch, so I don't watch it. If I want to see... And AEW is even worse to me now because they promised an alternative and gave us shit worse than I've seen on Raw. So now, my weekly wrestling stuff, this is one of the reasons that we're going to end the show because I don't watch any of this shit anymore. What I do watch is highlights. So if I hear like Sasha Banks did a cool thing or Brody Lee did a cool thing, I go and I, I find the clip and I watch it. Then that's like the extent of what I've watched. And then I'll like, I'll read results on stuff and be, and almost every time I'm like, Oh God, that sounds awful. I'm glad I didn't watch that. I still watch takeovers because you still get really quality matches out of that. But I just can't do this anymore. And I don't even think it's COVID. I think it's just a product thing. And then I see this Impact card. And I'm like, holy shit, I know what I want to watch right now. So there you go. I, I, I might become an Impact guy again. I'll have to, I'll have to see how the show goes. I'm, I might very much enjoy it. And you know what? I like intergender wrestling and I want to see more of it. I think that's the the actual honest-to-God future of the business. And Lucha Underground proved you can do it and do it well. You can easily book the girls to be competitive with the guys. And you can do it with psychology. It's not that difficult. If the girl is that much smaller than the guy, then you build it as an underneath match. If it's a heel girl facing a babyface guy and the guy is bigger, then you have the guy beat the shit out of the girl in five minutes and you're done. If it the girl's the baby face and the guy's the heel, then you have her fight from underneath and look successful when she pulls off the victory. It's really not that hard. Like, I don't understand why everybody seem, seems to think that this is a difficult thing to do. Wrestling psychology is not that hard if you actually break it down. If I'm wrestling Dan Peck, Dan is a bigger guy than me, then the match is being built as me overcoming Dan's size to actually defeat him is the story that we would tell. If I'm a babyface and Dan's the heel, then my victory is even more triumphant because I overcame the odds, but I still have to fight from underneath. If Dan's the babyface and I'm the heel, then the whole thing should be built on me doing every possible thing to cheat to win because I can't overcome his size. Cheap, cheap tactics, distract the referee, hit him in the balls, you know, cheap shit, right? That's the that's psychology of wrestling. Dan, you get it. It's not that difficult. Here's the psychology of wrestling. Treat it as if it was fucking real. Oh my god, that blows my mind. Which is that's, that's like everything in wrestling is this is quote unquote not real, but we do everything to make sure it seems. Real. That's and everything in a nutshell. And don't get me wrong. I should put on my cornet face mask that I just got to, to say this part. Because that's always been his thing. Is like he always liked the real stuff and he shits on anything that makes it look fake. And that's one thing that I've always disagreed with is 
there are occasions when comedy and goofy shit works. But, like, the reason I was okay with Chikara as a promotion is because that was their own individual universe, right? If you put on a, a, a card full of matches and you have... If you booked, like, a Kurt Angle-Eddie Guerrero match and then followed it up with a Ch- with Chikara guys doing silly shit, your card is going to look like shit. But in the basis of that universe, I didn't have an issue with it. I just don't think you should mix the two universes. That's just an opinion-based thing. But I've also... We'll, we'll talk about this when we do our patron show this week, but there are plenty of times when comedy and wrestling work. And there's a good example of that on the Raw that we reviewed. Because some people... Most of the episode is an example. It, it is, yeah. But there are times when comedy absolutely freaking works. And some of the simplest stuff could be funny. Like... Freaking uh, Ric Flair getting stripped down to his boxers and beaten beaten up. I mean, that's funny, but it also gets the person over because they just beat up Ric Flair and ripped his expensive clothes off. Like, yeah, psychology is not that difficult, and people seem to think like... Like, yes, obviously there's a lot of intricate shit that goes into it. Like, if you're wrestling a guy who's... And you're about the same size, you're not going to take a corkscrew bump off of a clothesline. <laughs> But if, uh, who's a good, if, if Keith Lee does a running clothesline to Evan Bourne and Evan Bourne corkscrews off of it, that's okay. That would make sense, right? I got Matt Seidel on the brain because I just watched him wrestle. Oh, did you? Yeah, on the, on the show we're going to review. Oh, yeah? Is he? He is, just not as Matt Seidel. But like... Let's go Seidel. Seidel. Right. Just like, you know, and when when people accidentally get over, like, a Daniel Bryan-type person, because people know that he's a good person and a hard worker and they want to see him succeed, and the company finally gets behind him, you can book him in any situation you want because every one of his matches looks realistic. Even when he's fighting from underneath against a guy twice his size, like Big Show and Mark Henry and all that, he made those matches make sense because he gets the business. It also helps when you work that style. Yes, that's true, too. doesn't matter how big you are. If you're down, I'm kicking you in the face or I'm working your arm. Like, some of the best guys when it came to psychology were Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, uh, Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels, when he wasn't being a jack-off, was pretty good at it. When he was being a jack-off, he wasn't. Uh, but we know we know Stinger was great. We know Savage was great. Roddy Piper was great. Uh, Kurt Hennig was fantastic. You know, those are some of the best guys who knew psychology. CM Punk, whatever you want to say about him as a person, uh, he understood the psychology of wrestling and did it really well. Uh, even Rock, Austin, and Taker. <laughs> they weren't always the most exciting wrestlers, but they knew how to fucking work. How how much hype did The Rock get from a crowd by not doing anything? Right? He just fed off the people and got them energized. That's why the people's elbow was so fucking over. It's a stupid move. But he made it work because of how fucking over he is. I know the... Before. I like how I understood what you were doing, even though I only heard the sound effect. <laughs> I like how I totally got that. 
No, he even like does stuff like spins his foot in a circle twice before he stomps. Yeah. Because it like gets people go, oh, he's going to really stomp him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's one of the problems I've, I continue to have with the AEW booking is their constant, their constant 50-50 everything. They're not having any any TV matches to get anybody over. Everyone's competitive with everyone, which is actually how you don't draw stars. You don't make stars. The most successful person they have right now, booking-wise, is probably MJF because they protect the fuck out of him. But if Marco Stunt is giving Hurricane Ranas to the Lucha Brothers and they're taking it and flipping for him, then the match actually looks fake. Like, that actually looks fake. And, well, there you go. Then you're, you're going to lose part of your audience. But that's actually going to tie into our Q&A. We asked you guys to give us some questions, because since we're wrapping up the show, we want you to talk about the stuff you guys want us to talk about. Our first question comes from our friend of the show, patron, fine upstanding gentleman who probably uses his left and right turn indicators, Randy Moyer. Has AEW already hit that point of diminishing returns or peak viewership? And if so, how long until you think it tapers off and potentially goes under? This is a multi-part question here. Uh, AEW has now been around for one calendar year as a weekly promotion and has failed to grow their audience in any capacity. Yet they still beat NXT every week. Almost every week they actually... Uh, Even lately, NXT uh, is not on the chart and Alvarez has to dig deeper (laughs) to find how many people watch NXT. Yes, NXT is... uh... Well, let's take NXT out of the equation here. Remember when they announced that NXT was going two hours live USA and some people said that was a mistake? Yeah, it was because the show is tedious now. NXT's greatest... And by some people, I mean fucking me. I'm the fucking best. Uh, I'm not going to say they've hit the, the point of peak viewership just because they haven't grown because they also haven't shrunk. But they, they average somewhere between seven hundred and nine hundred thousand viewers a week. That's always where their numbers fluctuate. Um they actually did a study on this when Cornette stopped reviewing them on his show. They actually lost two hundred thousand viewers on average. And when he started reviewing them again, they gained them back. So those were all podcast listeners that watch AEW too. But let's include them anyway, right? Let's 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 just say all right, everybody's watching AEW, but AEW hasn't grown their audience because they haven't done anything to appeal to a a new audience. They appeal to the fans that they already have, which is fine. You're going to keep those people, but you're never going to grow from that. So I I don't know if I would say peak viewership, but I definitely feel like they're they're going to be stagnant. And the fact that they really haven't grown at all in a calendar year is not the best sign in the world. And yeah, like, but also seven and a half months of that calendar year. Was COVID? Is COVID. You can say that, but at the same time, they never really changed their product, right? Because they always put out the same type of show. 
it's not i mean honestly none of these promotions actually change their products at all and with more people staying home and that being one of the only real viable forms of entertainment to watch the fact that these people aren't at the arena i'm going to go ahead and say COVID is not a factor here because i don't think any of the other ratings actually dropped i think i think for some reason even less people are watching tv even though everyone's home yeah maybe in general yeah but i think it's really weird because like across the board everything's getting less watchers and everyone's been home for seven and a half months you know what's cool though they they just they just pointed this out this past week and i agree when they get their first big audience back in an arena they're gonna pop for everything everything's gonna get a pop literally everything and that's going to be awesome. That actually will be a show I to think watch. Like everyone, I think yeah, everyone's going to, every company, when they start getting people back in, it's going to be nuts. And it's probably gonna, everyone's first few shows are going to sell out real quick. Yep. And then we're going to realize that, oh, wait, it's the same problem. <laughs> and everyone's going to go back down to having half full houses again. So as far as uh, when it tapers off and goes under, I don't see AEW going under anytime soon because they're holding an audience. And if they're doing decent ratings on TNT, they're not going to go anywhere. Impact still exists. Yes. Uh, Here's what I'm worried about, though. The guy in TNT who was a fan of theirs and pushed for them and signed them to their deal is gone now. And there's a new person in charge. And that actually just happened, like, within the last week or two. So, uh, hopefully that's not going to be another Jamie Kellner situation. I hope not, because it's, like... Wrestling is like a golden goose for a TV. A TV yeah, station. you can always reinvent yourself, and, and they else. always they will always draw enough to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially like adjusted now for if you have over a one, you are the best show in the history of television. I mean, uh, Nitro got canceled, and it was doing way better ratings than anybody. Like- it's still doing like fours and fives, right? No, it was down to it was down to twos, and yeah, it was down to twos. Nowadays, it would kill for a one. Um, AEW would probably kill for a one. Uh, so you... it's that they're not spending any money on production. The, the wrestling company is providing all of everything. But did you? Did they're you not also paying see... any talent. They're not paying any of that stuff. Literally just get the signal from them. Yeah. Did you see what they determined, though, when AEW and NXT were operating on different nights? NXT's ratings actually beat AEW that week, and AEW's ratings were higher than average. So what that tells me is that most of these fans are probably watching both, and I think the general consensus is everybody watches AEW live and DVR's NXT. Majority. I think that's the basic consensus there, is that AEW is the show that you have to watch live, NXT's the one you can watch later. And I can understand that, because AEW is still the hot new thing. So That's weird. Again, Impact still exists, and remember, how many times over the history of this podcast did we say, they don't have enough money to run tomorrow's pay-per-view, and that pay-per-view still happened? Yeah. And now they have the best card. Of all the promotions. So. That company should have died a hundred times in its its existence, and Mm -hmm. it still is around. 
Yeah, but I, I say AEW still has a bright future because it has an audience, and once they... I think once the fans come back, they might actually start growing towards more stuff. But what they need to do, honestly, is they need to do less shit on Raw. Less shit that you would have seen on Monday Night Raw or Monday Nitro. They need to be their own thing. That's how I feel. Next question comes from host of the Race Nerd podcast, Matt Hardman. Hmm. What do you see wrestling being like once crowds are back at live events? We've just kind of touched on this, but I think it's going to be super hot. They're going to be hot for like up to a month, and then they're going to realize it's the same shit, and it's going to die down again. Yeah, it'll there'll be a hot reboom period, and then uh, they'll go back to what they basically were doing before this, because wrestling has not grown any new audiences in a while. That's not exactly breaking news. And even before COVID, AEW didn't grow an audience. Raw and SmackDown didn't attract new people. So, you know. But for a while, it's going to be hot. And then with people back in the arena, I think a lot of people will tune in. And I think we will see a a nice rating spike for a little bit. And then a month or so later. Yeah. Everyone will realize. And then we have our last question from friend of the show, Taylor Chadwick. Sometimes we called him Chaler Tadwick. And then just Chaler for his Elias gimmick. He's been on the show before. If you could recreate any LJN wrestling game, what would it be and why? <laughs> First of all, I would not choose an LJN wrestling game to recreate because they were horrible. I mean, just LJN, period. LJN, period, yeah. But if you're gonna twist my arm and have me pick one, uh, I would choose the Royal Rumble on Super Nintendo. Yeah, the Raw Royal Rumble, yep. (laughs) That would be the one that I would... And they had the WrestleMania one, which, like, was the start of that version in the games. But that one was, you know, didn't look quite right, didn't play quite right. They perfected it with the other two. Super WrestleMania. And you can only do a six-man Royal Rumble. Yeah, but it was super quick. Dude. You can finish the Royal Rumble in like a minute. Yeah. Because like you could hip-toss people over the top rope. You remember... They come running at you and you just hit a button, hip-toss over the top rope. Do you remember one of the old SmackDown games? There was the move you could do. It was uh, where you could basically flip the guy over the top rope. As just one of your basic moves, and if you did it in a Royal Rumble, you could just eliminate everybody by just hitting that move. And I remember I gave it to my character, and I won. There was like the thing where you had to like win the Royal Rumble from number one, and I just went in there, and every time somebody came out, I just hit them with that move, and it was it was basically like a monkey flip or something, but it was uh they would always go over the top rope. Doing and, that cheese, and I think they realized that, which is why it did not come back. And they did the awful mini-games for elimination. Oh, God. I hated that. Hated that. Um, You know what I would love to see as a as a wrestling game? A, because the Battle Royal game style is pretty popular. They should actually make a wrestling game with a, a main Battle Royal mode. Drop in and, and even make the ring huge and drop in 50 people. They've done the, the big 50-man 
battle royal in like a 30 by 30 foot ring back in like memphis and or mid-south or one of those companies but uh have an option for a, a, a bunch of wrestlers. You drop in, you do a battle royal, and you literally, it's its basically a battle royal style game. And you can do it with those those lucha rules too. You can throw pinfalls and submissions in there or top rope eliminations or kind of like the uh, what they did on the N64 games where you could have like, you could actually have all 30 wrestlers out there, but you could set the rules to be like first blood elimination. Somebody needs to make that as just a, a focal point of a game. And make some original characters that you can put in, but then have a really detailed creator wrestler so people can create as many... A uh, Battle Royal Battle Royal game? Exactly. A Battle Royal Battle Royal. Something on a t-shirt. <laughs> Never thought I'd see the day. But yeah, I'm going to say... Uh, you just make us all look like Fall Guys? Yeah. Bean people? Super Mario 35 is actually really fun. Human beings. It makes more sense than the Tetris. Tetris one's so hard. So is it like whenever you clear a, a line, it sends extra pieces to somebody else? Is that what it is? Yeah. See, that's like rough. Mario is much easier. Every time you defeat an enemy, it goes to somebody else. I always, always have mine. Each other enemies. I always have mine set to random. Or I have it set to whoever's attacking me. Yep. Seems to be what I see. They always have it. I don't know, and if you just kind of take your time and don't rush through the levels, you can actually do pretty well. Because the best game I ever had was I took my time and I planned every jump and every enemy attack. And I made sure to take out every single enemy. So I would just, I would try to spam somebody so I could eliminate them if I knew that they kept coming after me. Because it tells you who's attacking you. I'm just like, all right, here we go. And then I was doing super well until I was in the castle and somebody had put in an extra Bowser. And yeah, that's one of the things when people continue getting to castles and so you get like a Bowser in the middle of like 1-1. One, one, yeah. And you're just like, shoot. <laughs> and the thing that killed me was I got hit and I lost my firepower and there were two Bowsers and a ton of enemies, like just a whole string of enemies with nowhere to stand. And it was one of those thin castle hallways where it's only, like, just enough room for you to jump over an enemy and that's it. You basically hit your head. And I'm like, I'm dead. I'm 100% dead. But if I'm going down, I'm taking as many enemies with me as I can. And I just started stomping shit until I actually died. Also, I I was dead. big, big strat, go to underwater levels and kill everything you can. Yes. Kill everything. Because they get the freaking squids and they're just squids in the middle of a regular level and... They move really very beautiful. weirdly and awkwardly, and they'll just drop on someone's head. Also, big strats kill Lakitu as fast as possible. Yes. Oh, so then you get Lakitu and the spiny guys showing up in the middle of weird levels on people. Yep. I always start in level 1-1 because it's the level I know the best. Because even if people are spamming me with shit that's difficult to take out, I know that level like the back of my hand because everybody does. So it's really easy to get through. And when, when I get to that invincibility well, well star... Well, because there's... Because you, you get through the opening part, you you get a power-up in that opening part. Then you can either go get coins or get the one-up, which gives you 20 coins now, which yep. is automatically a spin on the wheel. And then before you get through that, Dylan, you get another power-up, and then there's the star. It's like a well-laid-out level for trying to do 
this. Just always so go back well. to one, one, and one, two. It works so well. Alrighty. So let's talk about what we got going on on this week's VIP show. And I'd like to give a special shout out. We got to change our patron tier since we're eliminating this show. But. Oh, yeah, we got to, like, you know, switch everything from saying Wrestle Talk to saying Nerd Table. And yeah, and figure out some Nerd Table stuff. rewards. We got a month to figure that out. But, Chris, Glenn, what? We've got some patron changes this week. We do. So I'd like to welcome back to the patron channel, Mr. Randy Moyer. And I'd like to welcome Mr. Jeff Trelowitz to the top tier. Womp, 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 womp. And of course, Glenn, Jay, and Adrian continue to be loyal patrons. And let's give a special shout out to our other patron. Yes, rule. Thank you yeah. very much. And please continue to be a patron because you're gonna you're gonna still get that wrestle talk every week. That that's this isn't changing. You're still getting that wrestle talk. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll start doing patron shoutouts on the nerd table, and we really should actually change the name, like. Club Kayfabe Creative Community is kind of... We're kind of stuck with that. But uh, we should really change it and make it uh, CKCC Radio and make it like Nerd Table and other rewards that people can capitalize on. And we will come up with new patron content uh, related to the Nerd Table for you guys. Uh, I had an idea to get Eric, Dan, myself, and maybe a guest to all sit in on the cast app. And watch a bad movie and do commentary over it. Like Plan 9 from Outer Space would be the first episode. And that would be like an exclusive patron thing. Because, you know, because copyrights and everything. So. Well, if we just give them our audio, it's fine. Right. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, so that's what we got going on here. And are you going to buy any AEW action figures, Dan? They all look real good, but I haven't been an action figure person since I was very young. Did you see the uh, the Jericho one? It comes with the table with a little bit of the bubbly. That's awesome. Yeah, they look real good. It seems like everyone besides WWE gets a good looking figures these days for like 15 years now. <laughs> Remember the TNA game had the best looking models? Yeah, too bad the gameplay like crap. And, the game but... pl- and, the, and then the game sucked ass, exactly. <clears throat> so well, they look you. good. Only good looking Booker T in a video game. <laughs> remember the freaking one game where he looked like the the old piece of chocolate oh my god i will never forget that uh this week we're going to review raw from october 31st 2011 an actual halloween edition of raw that doesn't feature a lot of halloween but it does there's, feature the muppets uh, there has there's again i said this that that, that battle royal is the only thing remotely halloween he's like no there's a there's a a pumpkin on the lower third would be looking out. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> oh, man, then it was Halloween AF. <laughs> oh, God. It was not very, it was not Halloween at all, except for there was a battle royal where people were dressed up. But if you want to hear me talk about anything else with that, you got to pay. You got to pay. VIP Wrestle Talk will remain for as long as we want to keep doing it. And uh, we, you and I got to talk about a, uh, a programming schedule change, but I'm thinking what we should do uh, for Friday nights is that's when we should record VIP Wrestle Talk and a Stupid Sexy Podcast once we end this free show. We'll, we'll put Stupid Sexy Podcast as a Friday night recording. 
and then I might make that like a Tuesday release for the channel. Mm-hmm. And if we do eventually do Nerd Table on a Friday night instead, depending on schedules and recording, and we we move that to Saturday, uh, then we'll just we'll do that as a back to back thing. We'll do our Wrestle Talk and we'll do Stupid Sexy Podcast. Uh, Stupid Sexy Podcast will be coming back as soon as Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk Free Wrestle Talk wraps up. Maybe we'll do a, a, an episode or two in the meantime, but I will I will make an effort to make that return full time once we wrap up this show. Are you good with that, Dan? Because I think that's a good way to, to do our programming. As we get get back to that, yeah. I mean, I'm essentially I mean we're losing a show, and you're keeping a show, but I'm going to another show. <laughs> so you're you're not really losing anything. You're just. Yeah. Your, your weight is being lightened. Mine is just being changed to me waking up much earlier than usual, most likely. <laughs> I'm the one who's inconvenienced here. <laughs> you wanted to be on the show. This is how we do. Um, so, yeah. we As of course, like we said, points for consequences ain't going nowhere. Uh, it's just going to be a nerd table thing. We're not going to make you pay for that. But make sure you guys join the Facebook group so you can continue to play. And once again, it's facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod. Or just go to Facebook and search for the nerd table fan community. It is a private group, so Eric or myself will have to get you to approve. I feel and so left out. I'm not an admin or a mod. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to uh, to change that. I'm gonna have to make you an admin in there because you will be able to monitor stuff way more than Eric or I. So I think that uh, I'm like that's just gonna be there until I'm on the show. So <laughs> guess what? I was like, Chris invited me to a new group, and I'm not an admin. That's so weird. Well, guess what? Oh, that changed right now. <laughs> Is it live? We're doing it live. We. <laughs> it's just that it's just that you know Chris and I have been doing this stuff for seven and a half years, and anytime he ever starts anything new on Facebook, I'm already like, well, before I even joined, I'm listed as an admin. Well, you and mod. I, you and I are basically business partners in this venture at this point. Like, that's the thing, right? Is yeah, I was like, that's so weird. You, you and I are the main business partners, and then the 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 main people who continue to join in are Glenn. Uh, Eric now like these are the people who are mostly involved and then the other content creators are kind of are kind of part of the deal too Jeff Matt Jay Jason Adrian like we're all kind of in it together now but since you and I do the most stuff and are the most hands-on with it it always made sense to have you be an admin but uh, other people you know like some of the other content creators, I might trust them with some some admin duties in the Nerd Table group as well. Because I do want the group to be inclusive, but I also want to make sure that people are not being jerks. So, Jerks. Uh, and speaking of jerks, I'm going to be one now because you're either getting points or you're getting consequences. And I don't know which one yet. Oh, man. But we shall see. We shall see. So this is a Halloween-themed game. This time it's what wrestling personality has gotten an inappropriate costume for for this Halloween. (laughs) 
Yeah, so basically I want to kind of run through my remaining wrestling-themed games, and I really wanted to do something Halloween-related because, obviously, uh, this is my last chance to do a Halloween-based game for this year. So I said, screw it. I can't think of anything better, so why don't we just do wrestlers being inappropriate? We'll try to do as many offensive wrestling-based games as possible. Inappropriate. Are you ready for some yeah. inappropriate costumes? Yeah, let's do it. Joey Ryan decides to go for someone a little less controversial. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> he wishes. I have a feeling that Ron Jeremy beats him in that department, like, sevenfold. So, And that was weird, because that shit only came out in the last couple of years. The dick flip? No, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy has, been up, has, has apparently been up to some shit over the years oh yeah well i'm not that surprised by that the fucking funny guy huh joke my guy Eh, this is a pretty generic entry but i'll go ahead and give it points just no earmark it didn't pop me but you can have your points by the way, when we do the nerd table stuff, since I'm going to update in real time, we'll have to drop this whole don't reveal who they are thing. We'll have to just say who it is. So we can... Kind of like what we used to do. We'll we'll say the entry, we won't say who it is right away, but then I'll be like, oh, and here you go, and this person said this. This person said you were a bitch. Asuka's inappropriate costume of the year is a fortune cookie. See, that's something I could see WWE forcing her to dress up as. Which and... is funny as hell, because it's supposed to be Chinese, but it was a, it is an American invention. And that would be really, like, just terrible. And I could, <laughs> I could see WWE doing that and being like, Ah, look, it's the wrong Japanese, it's the wrong Asian. Ha ha! Like, oh god. Vince wouldn't even know it's the wrong Asian. Yeah, he and it's not even The fortune cookie is an American What was invention. I just watching that had the joke? Oh, it was a family guy when Quagmire claims that he has Japanese origins. And they're like they're like is that the is that the angry eyes or the tired eyes? And he's like, "What wait, what?" <laughs> like I got a real kick out of that fucking terrible horrible racist jokes. Uh but that's points for the fortune cookie. You get points. Alberto Del Rio got tired of being the second biggest asshole in wrestling, so this year he decided to go as Joey Ryan. <laughs> so normally I wouldn't like an entry like this because we just mentioned Joey Ryan, but I really, really like the fact that Del Rio and Ryan are both trying to out-scumbag each other right now as which one's the biggest. I mean, Del Rio's literally going to jail. <laughs> yes, but... Joey Ryan is literally trying to sue people who he sexually harassed. So, I I think that Ryan wins because Del Rio is at least going to go serve time for his scumbaggery. Ryan is still a free man who also apparently found religion. All of a sudden, he's a super Bible guy. Because that's that's what happens when scumbags try to reform, right? Is they, they go and find religion and... A lot of the times they're being fake about it. So fuck Joey Ryan, fuck Alberto Del Rio, but give this entry some points. Alright, good points. Dustin Rhodes decided to dress as his old friend Booker T this year, and yes, he used 
body paint. Oh, dear God. So instead of blackface, he's just black body? Oh, damn. That's points. Black, all black everything. All Good God. Oh Shawn Michaels is going as a condom, seeing how everyone says he fucked them at some point. <laughs> Would that go with his Christian beliefs there, Ombre? I don't know. That's funny. That's points. Pointies. Cody Rhodes wants to dress up as the American flag, so he shoves a pole up his ass. <laughs> Alright, that went in a different direction than I was expecting. God damn, that's an earmark. <laughs> so, <laughs> he just really wants to show off that fucking neck tattoo of his. Velveteen Dream is dressing as his idol, Michael Jackson. Oh, that's creepy. I, I, I love this entry, because so, it's like double. It's like, wait a minute, no, he dresses like a prince. Oh, pedophile. Yeah, pedophile. That's fucking clever. That's another earmark. Let's revisit that one. That, <laughs> Two oh earmarks God. in a row. Jeez. Well, people are being funny. You got to pull out all your you, you got to pull out all your A material now to wrap up the wrestling oh, portion. Oh shit, this is the bourbon bowl. You can't leave anything back now. <laughs> That's why I went for offensive in wrestling because I know we're not going to be doing this again, so all day you can dance if you want to our next entry is Ted DiBiase Jr. is dressed as a referee hiding from the cops for when he gets caught again he can blame the suit for trying to fuck on him this one's points but you killed yourself with your overwordage you didn't need that money words but I'll let I'll let you have it it's one of my favorite stories. It's funny. I use this line all the time. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> trying to fuck on him. This game is trying to fuck on me. <laughs> Nathan Jones has decided to wear a cow costume with fully functioning udders. Ugh, gross. You can have your points, but this is a good example of where a, a Nathan Jones joke isn't going to really work because it's a little too on the nose for what we're going for here. But you get your points. Oh, you still get points. You're now at the chase. Owens it. Okie dokie. Jerry Lawler's inappropriate Halloween costume is him dressing up as an underage kid. Hmm. I don't know if I like this one. That doesn't really make sense. To the roar! So he's the underage kid. See, what he... You should have actually gone for something that would have been really inappropriate to be around an underage kid. Like... Like a, a priest or something. Which is on the nose, I know. But... You know what I'm going for, right? With that. I don't know if I like this one. I don't think I can give this one points. I'm sorry. I don't really... 
Disappointment. He should have dressed up as an anime school teacher. Obviously. <laughs> Vince McMahon dresses as Tony Khan. Everyone is confused as Vince looks like a Klingon. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Dude, so one of the things that uh oh i think it was like an email or something that they were reading on corny's show and they were meant they somebody called tony khan a rick moranis looking fuck and brian last is like no don't do that rick moranis is fucking awesome don't insult him by comparing him to tony khan and i i had to agree with that that's funny though Vince is Tony Khan. Ah. You think they're gonna get it, Hunter? <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> this gets points. <laughs> Tony Khan attempts to dress as a pro wrestling promoter for Halloween. Oh my god. Just straight to the fucking throat. That's points. More successful promoter than the person that put, made that message, though. <laughs> the Good Brothers dress up as the new. This is penultimate. The Good Brothers dress up as the New Day and are mistaken for a minstrel show. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty clever. That's points. You imagine they're just wearing colorful costumes, and one of them's got like a trombone. Just like, oh, <laughs> the circus is in town. That's clever. I like it. That's points. All right. Final entry. Jeff Hardy will be a kite since he's always high. And just an excuse to be a Jeff Hardy high joke. Half. Half sees. All right. We had two. Did you? Two earmarks, and they were in a row, dude. Did you pause because you heard my cat scream? Something like that. Yes, I know, because she just showed up. All right, yeah, reread me those earmarks again. We've got Cody Rhodes wants to dress up as an American flag, so he shoved a pole up his ass. <laughs> or Velveteen Dream dressing like as his idol, Michael Jackson. Yeah, these are definitely keeping the bonus, but the thing is, the, the Cody thing popped me more. Well, I think the dream one is more clever overall. The Cody one popped me because I was not expecting that. Shove a pull up his ass. Oh no! I in way. <laughs> I, I suppose. So I'd like to shove give, up your ass. I'd like to give Cody the win and Velveteen Dream the bonus. Your winner is Dan Dahl, and your runner-up is Jay Winger. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. That was Randy Moyer got good. the zero. Oh, Randy. Randy. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I don't know. I didn't really dig that one. Who did the Tony Khan Pro Wrestling Promoter one? Joe. <laughs> well, Joe and I are on the same page when it comes to AEW, so Ah, here we go. Here am I. Let's see. Which is why I said he was a more promoter than Joe, because he is. Oh, uh, you would have done the Dustin one. <laughs> Dick. That was pretty good though. <laughs> Oh, look who's last. Look who's last. Gotta take the, he has to take the gimmick back to end. Don, are you going to do that in the nerd table too? Are you going to like always be the last entry? Is that going to be oh, the Oh, dude, watch that become a competition when there's, there's new people. 
Mm. Oh, and they want to be the last per that would be great. I will I'll actually pop for that. All right, Don, you got you got some homework and to do. They're technically late because they were waiting so long. Oh my. It's like being the fourth caller. Well, we also have to figure out when we're going to even do a cutoff for it because yeah. But well, once oh. we know, I mean, we're going to have a couple of months of doing the show before we get to doing that anyway, so Pro- I think we'll have a Yeah. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it right away. Uh, we'll probably continue to do it in just this the the wrestling Facebook group and work towards it. But uh, Jason Shin, if you are listening, we're gonna keep the rules the same so you can play every week. But I swear to God, if you don't fucking play after I've changed these rules specifically for you, and then you stop playing altogether, I'm gonna be pissed. Like I'm pissed right now. You better play when we do the nerd table stuff. You better fucking play. I understand if it's, like, a topic that you can't participate in. I get that. But. after that, dude. People are like, oh, I haven't watched Simpsons in 20 years. But you've watched it. So. Fucking maker. You know. I've never watched The Simpsons. Are you aware of any of its cultural impact? I've played. Or make a joke about that. (laughs) I have played every single game that I've had an ability to play including ones that I didn't know the source material for. And I remember one time I did that for, like, one of Glenn's games, and I actually got earmarked. Well, <laughs> I, but, hey, if either of you ever do, like, metal stuff, I know I know very little. Well, there you go, but... I have to, like, you know, go into... Uh... Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so... Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode here. This is your your final call, everybody. If you want a guest on the show, let us know. We'll try to work you in. Um, patrons and content creators do get first priority, but anybody in the community who wants to be on the show one more time, and uh, and I did mention this that I am considering doing what I uh, I had said I wouldn't do it, but I probably will for patrons because like i said we've we've done some questionable jokes on past episodes and we had all those tech problems and everything but i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna try to upload the entire run of this show on patron so when you guys become a patron you'll get to hear the entire full run of the show i think the only episode we had that one episode that we just didn't it didn't record right and we ended up just kind of doing it on facebook and i don't remember if i noted which one that was but I don't know if I have every single episode accessible, but I will try to get as many up as possible. And if it r- turns out that I am missing something, if you have it, because you've downloaded old copies or whatever, and you still have old stuff, please hold on to it because that's going to be like the thing, right? And the only thing is, uh, I don't have descriptions of episodes. So I might have to, it might take me some time to upload stuff because I'll probably have to go in and listen to some of the content and figure out what we were even talking about. But I, I might at least put up what the POC game was that week so y'all can, can hear it. Because when did we actually start doing POC? It wasn't that long in, into the show, right? It was like a year in or something. Was it about a year in? Okay. But, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it and, uh. And yes, that means you can hear everything with every tech issue and everything else, including the Young Dens episode. 
Remember the Young Dens episode? Episode 31, Gold Coat Hanger. From December 13th, 2013. Because I, I kept an archive of the title of every episode. So, yes. Uh, we'll make sure all the specials are up. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do all the all the stuff but yeah we'll we'll get that up. you could be the weird argentinian that still has the only known copy of an episode of doctor who from the 60s and you could save everyone you could yeah in fact if you do have an episode and i'm missing and you actually have the file i might actually toss you a little something as a as a thank you for having it so if you're listening to this and you've saved any episodes and you still have them do not delete them once they're up on Patreon, I will let you know. But I, I have a good chunk of them, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, for At least every... you know what ones would be missing because you kept, you kept a log of episodes and titles. And right, numbers. exactly. That's that is something that will actually help. I was saving every episode on an external hard drive, but that was two computers ago, and that external died a while ago. So. Which is which is fine. Like I said, I'll we'll we'll make sure we get all that stuff up. And, uh, it's the same with like the old pie crust and all the other stuff. It's just like it was on that old hard drive that finally failed. Does Mike have old pie crusts? I don't think so. You can ask. If he, he does, might. I might consider throwing sure. those up on uh, the Patreon as well. But I, I'm going to put the entire run of Talk and Talkies up on Patreon. Because that way when you guys do sign up, you have all kinds of stuff to listen to. And then if there is something that you want to go back and listen to, you have the option to do it. So At least like Talk and Talkies isn't like a time. Right. You know, we, I tried to stuck, make it like. And you know what? Period all, of time all, my def, all my defunct oh. shit. Like I'll put that up on Patreon too. Like Jersey Rain and everything. All the shit that I tried to do and never got too far with because it was just too much to work with at one time uh i'll put all that shit up on patreon so we'll we'll give you guys a reason to come to patreon if for not come for the the weekly new episodes of wrestle talk and stay for the uh stay for the uh the the old the old content so we'll, we'll make that happen for y'all so all right we're gonna wrap up this episode we'll see the rest of you on the patron show where we're going to review the Halloween episode of Raw from 2011 and do an extra rap video because next week's patron show is going to feature Thriller and we're going to watch the whole thing. So Mr. Adrian Cotton's giving us a third rap video to review and then I've got an idea for one as well if we have the time. We'll see you guys on the patron show. For everybody else, we'll catch you next week as we continue our final run of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk free shows. See ya! Bye!